Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So I am super excited today, y'all. We are chatting with my home guard. Oh, Lord. We're chatting with my homegirl, Keju Aluko. So we are chatting with the owner and CEO of Brand Experience, a brand experience firm. As a brand experience strategist, Teju builds brands that foster loyalty. She has over 13 years of branding and marketing experience with various industries and organizations from Kohl's, Fox Sports, and the University of Milwaukee. Today, we're going to chat about how to create a memorable brand experience, branding for creatives. How are you doing today, Teju? I am good. How are you? Girl, I'm good. Just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Same, same, same. Right? <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you on here. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your story? Yeah, so um, it's gonna, I'm going I'm to make it short, um, but it's, from my, it's kind of a little bit long, I feel like, but maybe not. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to jump right in. So I had my first daughter 37 days after my high school graduation and 18th birthday. Right. Okay. So life hit me hard and fast, you know, and not in not in the like struggle kind of way, but more so in the like your life has changed, whether you're ready or not type of way. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. It just was, you know, I went from being like an introverted straight A basketball player to a mom all in like one school year. So it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, but I went straight off to college, right along with everybody else in September, which is obviously not traditional because, you know, we hear it all the time, how you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm -mm. So right after my daughter turned a whopping like two months, um, I (laughs) headed off away to college, like an hour away from where I'm from. And so... You know, my, my, my aunts, my family, everybody would always say how I was touched. I was gifted, like whatever. So they, so they weren't letting any of those talents go to waste. Mm. And um, it wasn't like my talents for basketball. It was like my talent that was my brain, right? Like all I grew up, they kept telling me like, you know, this is so many things where they were like, she touched as they used to say. And so <laughs> they were like, nothing is going to stand in that way. So I've always had like this unique ability to understand and connect with people emotionally. And, um, you know, whenever that happened it's usually through some sort of experiences and what's ironic about that is that I am very quiet and reserved and it's like mainly because I have like severe anxiety and panic disorder right so uh, which is ironic that's like but I'm able that has allowed me to be able to listen and analyze and learn people and ultimately become like this professional right so it's it's worked out um the things you think that may hinder you actually turn out in your favor but I ain't gonna start preaching that's so, you know, I, 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 I kept trucking. And then I welcomed my second daughter three months before my 20th birthday, right? So I was just like, racking it up. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, during my third year of college, my aunt came to me. Um, you know, she was a fashion designer for Harley Davidson at the time. And she told me about this, like, amazing opportunity for me to jump into corporate America with, you know, like this Fortune 500 company. And it was because, you know, my ability to understand people and connect, uh, but most importantly, be able to get them to act by support or whatever that is through those connections was something that at the time the retail world needed. So she was telling me to work in corporate retail and I was kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a black girl. I, I haven't had any experience with corporate America. I haven't graduated yet. And she's like, nope, you'll go in there and, and you got it. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and so my career began with Coles. Um, 
when I was fresh, like 21 years old. Um, and so I stayed there for eight years. And um, I was executing experiences in various capacities. So I started like in the buying office and toys and I moved through like to the digital. So codes.com before it became like what it is today. So we're going, we're going back to like 07, like back in the day when, when it was like still trying to be built. So I moved through the company for a while um, over that eight years. And then um, one day I put in a week notice <laughs> that I was going to be quitting and I was going to be leaving. And initially I was going to do nothing for a whole year. Um, and that's what I did. I did nothing for a whole year um, because, you know, it will, we can get to it. It's some, some things had happened. So I was like, mm, I want to get back to like my purpose, what I'm doing. So I, I took a year off doing nothing. Um, and um, I went back to school then to, uh, to get another degree. So I finished with a um, business degree. And then I decided that I was going to go get a sport management degree because I, I've always been an athlete, as I talked about earlier in my life. And sports is so important to me and that overall experience to being able to connect globally. So I was like, you know what? I want to switch and I want to work in the sport industry. And so then that's what I did for like the past um, four odd years with a couple of different companies. So I did it with uh, UW-Milwaukee, which is um, Division One Athletics, um, and then Fox Sports Wisconsin, which we know what Fox Sports is, um, and then most recently with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, who is currently right now in the Eastern Conference Finals that won't beat the Raptors last <laughs> night. I want to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> and so then... Through all that, about seven months ago, um, I opened up Brand Experience, and that's how we got to where we are today. Wow. You have had such a journey. I mean, just I talking about, like, from having your first child right before graduation. Well, no, yes. right after graduation, right? Right after. Right after graduation. Right after yes. graduation. Then you yes. still got off to college. So, I mean, and I think mm -hmm. that's a true testament of having a good foundation as far yes. as you know, because like they had your back. Cause I, yeah. I know a lot of people that I, well, not a lot, but I know a few yeah. people I graduated high school with who they didn't go on to college, you know, because they had a baby. And, you know, I think that it's so important sometimes like for us, like, I love how you gave credit where credit was due. Like you were like mm -hmm. your aunts, like your family, like, you know, they helped you so that you can continue on. Um, what, what did you say that they called you? They called you touched? Touched. They always used to like, she's touched. Like, that, you know, I was like, I was a thing to say. Like, I, yeah. I know you say that in, in, in Val I'm from Valdosta, so that's South Georgia. And so they love yep. like, oh, she's touched. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. so they're from Arkansas. So you get it. You know it. They oh, know yes. Yes. That's like Southern Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. When, when you yep. said it, I was just like, wait, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yep. I'm like, yeah, they would say it all the time. You know, I was up making coffee when I was like four for my uncle. Like I had, you know, it was a way for me to connect. I tell people that like my, my uncle worked like third shift. He worked like 17 hours in a factory and he was like super important in my life. So I would wake, I would find ways to spend time on, right? So I would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. I learned how to use the coffee machine, which is probably terrible that they allowed me to do that, but it didn't matter. <laughs> like that was our thing. So I'd be up like four year old myself, like sitting in the kitchen, waiting for the coffee, like all that. So they was like, she is such. That was our thing. You know, like that was, that was how we connected. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I love how like close you are with your family. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I come from like a similar background where I'm just like really close to my family. And like, yeah. like you said, you know, a lot of times our families were like really busy. And so, you know, you had to figure out ways to spend time with them when they were available. So um, I love that. Yes, absolutely. Listening to um, how you said that your aunt was the one that kind of put you on and told mm -hmm. you, like, hey, this is an opportunity. Take advantage of it. That is freaking amazing. You know? Like I, 
I always say, like, again, we are similar. Like, my family is super important. We're not that big, um, but we're big enough. And she was always, you know, she was the one in the family. She was the one I was touched. She did everything. Like, like I didn't know how things got to the store. Like, so many things she taught me just coming up in the world. Like, just how her, I mean, she was a fashion designer. Like, how many do you know, like, black in Wisconsin? Like, she went to school. She, so that's what she did. And so she was always able to, like, put me on game. Even when I didn't know I had something. So none of this without without her, well, I tell her all the time, I'll call her now. I mean, she's working for Levi's right now. So I'll call out to San Francisco like, hey, listen, none of this would have been possible had you told me like, no, nah, girl, you own something. Like, go on and show the people. That is the bomb. That is awesome. So, so you went from being in college to working at Kohl's and all that stuff. And now you have decided to start Brand Experience. So why did you name your company that? And like, how did you become a brand experience strategist? So All like, right. this was a thing. So like, give us like, on this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So brand experience, you know, it's just brand experience combined. So if you drop the D and brand and EX and experience, you put mm-hmm. them together, um, is, is brand experience. So we just call it brand experience and that's by design. It's not like a typo or we didn't miss her. Like most people think so, but, um, truthfully like, so one shouldn't exist without the other. So we just decided to merge it together so people wouldn't even have to think about it. Like, so you just got to worry about the brand experience is always one thing. Don't think about your experience separately. Don't think about the brand separately. Always think about it together. So we just put them together. Um, and, you know, it's, it's your brand, is the experience, and vice versa, the experience is your brand. So, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's where the name came from. I like that, though. Like, they're not separate. Like, it's it, your, your brand is your experience. Like, the experience, your experience yeah. with the brand. I love that. Okay. That's what I'm like. So, so that's where it came into. And then, you know, we just, we focus again on, uh, you know, delivering a memorable and emotional connection throughout your entire end-to-end journey for all of your stakeholders. And so I became a brand experience strategy. And this is like, I'm always very transparent. So I, I attended an experiential marketing conference last year in April. Um, and prior to that, I would just say, like, you know, I was an owner of brand experience. I didn't know exactly what to call it. Like, yes, we focus on brand experiences and experiential marketing. But I was always like, I, I don't sure, I'm not sure if it had a name. Um, so anyway, I was at this conference last year and that's what everyone in the industry called themselves. And I was like, make complete sense. It's just like when everyone says they're like social media strategists and all stuff, it's just honing in when you're a social media strategist, that's just that. You're building strategies for social media. So it's similar. So I was like, oh, okay, that's what they call us. Like, and so then I was like, all right, that's, that's what we are. Like, you know, prior to that, I was just like, uh, you know, I just helped build, um, you know, brand experiences and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, girl. You know, we're called a brand experience strategist. So that's really where it come from. So when you didn't know it was a thing, I didn't know it was like an official thing to about a year ago either. So we in the same boat, technically. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. I'm- Girl, guess what I messed around and did? I started a six-month mastermind. Y'all have been asking for a way to work with me one-on-one, so I decided to compromise and create the Get Money Mastermind. The Get Money Mastermind is a mix of monthly one-on-one coaching and group coaching. Oh, and did I forget to mention, there's also an in-person retreat. If you're ready to use proven strategies to transform your ideas into profits, then you need to join this mastermind. 
If you're not consistently hitting your money and business goals and you feel like you're doing all the things, but you wish you had a plan and a strategy to help you attract your dream clients and customers, then the Get Money Mastermind is for you. In the mastermind, we're going to talk about mindset, defining your audience, marketing and brand messaging, marketing plans and sales funnels, and so much more. Like that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Sis, I'm just going to be real with you. If you're not going to take this seriously, then don't waste your time applying. I only want to work with women who are ready to put in work and get this money, honey. Girl, we are not playing any games for the rest of 2019. So if you are ready to up-level your business, then contact me via my Instagram DMs at Mrs. K Hillman or head on over to bit.ly forward slash get money mastermind. That's bit.ly get S-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y mastermind see you july 1st love that so can you explain to us like a little bit like take us deeper like why do we need a brand experience strategist or like why what does that do for us all right and so i'm all i love talking about this and so all right so brand experience is like more than just another catchphrase because that's where in the area like things you'll catch it on and build a catchphrase right but it's really a way of expressing the commitment to the best possible experience for everyone connected to your company and it's supported by the stakeholder journeys like both the physical and digital channels and some you know strategically important technology that we use um, but it encourages like a big picture to evaluate the experience in all of its context so it's a more complete, complex concept than like customer experience or traditional branding that we're used to or marketing that we're used to. And so rather than focus on just like some isolated touch points or interactions, uh, brand experience really prioritizes like that end-to-end journey that we talked about. And so brand experience, we track and map, you know, both online and offline interactions. And we consider a person's interaction with your brand, but as well as your competitors. And we focus on the bigger vision of the overall impact your brand has on all the people associated with it. And so, you know, that's part one. And then part two is displaying that experience occasionally in experiential marketing campaigns or programs. And for those who are not sure or unaware, like experiential marketing is a marketing strategy that's geared toward promoting your brand's messages using emotions, emotions that we're always talking about, um, rather than focusing just like solely on selling your brand's product or service. And, you know, traditional marketing tactics, you know, we think about it like TV, radio, social media, those kind of things, market products and services to a passive consumer. Experiential marketing encourages like the active participation with your brand and by engaging with as many as the participants senses the emotions as possible. And so that isn't just limited to the customer that is limited. That's that's anybody that interacts with that brand. So that's why it is important to have a brand experience strategist and use some experiential marketing versus some of the other traditional techniques. Oh my goodness, I think it just clicked for me what this means. <laughs> and this is actually really huge because it, it like you said, it takes things away. It takes people away from just focusing on like, oh, this is my customer service. Oh, this is how I want my brand to look. Instead, it's focusing yep. on like, yep. it, when my customer first comes in contact with my brand and then the journey throughout that they have with the brand. Is that correct? Yes, ah. that's absolutely correct. Right? I so love that's- that's any, that's anybody. When we think about it like that, it's a hefty task, 
um, but it's an important task and you'll get that longevity that people are looking for. It, isolated interactions or touch points um, will get you some like instant satisfaction, um, but that's where, are we really, okay, we're trying to do more of that. Like we want some longevity, we want advocates and loyalists and all that stuff. So we gotta do, we gotta focus on the whole end-to-end journey. We want those like raving true fans, everybody yeah. talking about, you know, that person yeah. that every time you drop something, they're buying it and telling their friends, you know, that exactly. kind of thing. Oh, exactly. wow. And then it's like I always say, and I'm always saying I'll also, so that's externally, but I want them internally too, right? I want people raving about working with or for me. Mm. I also want them to be, while they're raving, the customers and all those people are raving about the products that I have, it's, probably, it's more important to me to have those, my first stakeholders and loyalists and advocates always come from the inside. So if I could get you to promote that message, the way, the experience that I want it to be delivered, then that's actually going to go farther for me than that one-off interaction. Because what if that customer just becomes a one-time purchaser, right? But someone, if I'm focusing also on the people that are right by my side internally, like that's going to carry me through. So that's how we have to focus on that whole end-to-end journey. Wow. Yes. Yes. And that makes so much sense because, you know, what's the point? Like it would be, it would be kind of horrible if like the people that are working in the company or working with you aren't even raving about the product. or right. like. <laughs> but how many times, think, I, if I ask you right now, I bet you, you could, how many times has that happened? Yeah. Like, you'll be like, this is an absolute, I love this product, blah, blah. And then you'll have somebody and you'll be like, how is it with them? Cause I love, blah. and they'll be like, oh, it's fine. It ain't all you'll that. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What? Because everything is great. Like they have a good user experience and all that. And you're like, yeah, it's high. Yeah, that's because they only focus on that part of it, that interaction. They right. care less about the whole journey. Wow, that that is so interesting, and it's so funny because like when when I when you were talking about it, I thought about Chick Fil A, and I thought uh-huh. about how, like the friends that I know that work for Chick Fil A, they don't have anything bad to say. Like they always have something Nothing. good to say about it, and I'm just like, oh, so this is like like you said, making sure that the people that are working with you and for you are also part of the whole brand. Like you're giving them the brand experience as well. So yeah. ah, I mean this 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 kind of blows up the entire concept. Like this it, this kind it, of blows, it, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, Chick-fil-A, I always use Chick-fil-A as an example, and it's so good that you could recognize it, right? So that's what I'm talking about. When we change in the narrative of how we think, if you think about a good experience, you think about Chick-fil-A as a whole, but not necessarily, you don't even have to think about their product. Listen, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't even <laughs> eat Chick-fil-A, but I am a Chick-fil-A advocate. You hear me? Because yeah. they are proof of promise. I always talk about it. So the internal experience is going to be the same externally, and that is a brand experience. They've spent time over these years that they've been open making sure that they have focused on their complete end-to-end journey and that's why they win you don't mind paying nine dollars for a chicken sandwich even when mcdonald's got them for five dollars you right. wouldn't mind paying because you, know, you you appreciate the whole experience yes. so. that is so true yeah. that is so true yeah. what do you think or what have you noticed to be like the biggest mistake small business owners are making with their branding um and do you find that like the larger brands are also making these same mistakes especially the ones like you've worked with in the past mm-hmm. so i think that small businesses literally don't focus on the end-to-end journey and we tend to focus on one-off interactions because like I said, that can get us those short-term success, like sorta in a way. And I mean, just think about it. You, you can create a social media page. <clears throat> Websites cost you little to nothing. Throw on an event because the event is always first on the docket when we get, when we get a business. Like you, you do that. Uh, LLC, it costs you nothing or whatever. But there's much more to having brand longevity that comes from brand advocates and loyalty. But um, 
you got to focus on your complete end-to-end journey to do that. And what requires that to happen is consistency and patience. And that's what I find small businesses suffer from, right? So mm-hmm. being consistent and patient doesn't always get you those quick um, success that you're looking for. And so they don't want to focus on the complete end-to-end journey. And yeah, some of the larger brands struggle from those things at times that I've worked with. I've actually always been able to land in a unique spot with some of these companies because they were either going through those discoveries or they were the smaller guys in their bigger industries. Um, And so what they did though, is they invested in the right people. So you think back to my aunt who actually did not work for Coles at the time. My uncle did her husband did and he knew that there was rumblings about trying to be able to you know steal some market share so he then talked to my aunt and my aunt was like I know exactly who this could be and then they then reached out to me right so they invested in the right people they tried to find the right systems um, and it's not attached to monetary value because I'm always talking to small business and you don't have to have all of the money to be able to do these things it's really just attached to understanding people and humans and that is the the biggest mistake I see for small businesses wow um you know you you touched on something and and I wanted to like kind of talk about that a little bit more you said that you don't need all the money to like get into this and that it takes consistency and patience um and so like I I definitely find even with myself when I was just getting started like oh man I lack the patience like (laughs) I was just like oh I'm doing Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I'm like at the beginning, sometimes you don't always see the revenue, you know, sometimes you don't see the investment. And I think it's so important as small business owners that to recognize when we need to make the investment. And I mean, based off of this conversation right here, it definitely lets me know that there's more to building the brand than just saying like, oh, here's my nice logo. Here's this. I have good customer service. Like we have to make the entire experience. So like, what would you say? Like, let's say somebody is in a space where they're like, okay, I know that I need to focus on my brand experience, but I'm not in a place where I can either afford it or, you know, like I, maybe I can't afford a strategist like full time. Like what would you say for them to do to kind of work on their brand experience and to like create a good brand experience? Yep. So first I would say, so whatever you're doing, like always be consistent, right? So and I, and I, that sounds weird, but if, if you're going to be bad, be consistently bad, right? Because like I can, at least I can say that they're consistently inconsistent, right? If you, but if you, if you take me on a wave and sometimes you're good, sometimes you're like, mm, no. So whatever it is, you're going to be, be, be consistent on it. So that's first. Second, I will say to remember that always, like just to keep it simple. That's what I tell people. Why I say it's not attached to my money in per se is you may not have time to get a strategist right around stuff, but you can small find small things to keep it simple to connect with people. Right? We have to stop looking at like the customer or the where they're not attacking. We have to look at how we are connecting with people. And so, if you're able to make a real connection, emotional connection with human beings you'll be able to steal some of that market share. Like that's what it's like. It's, and so it's an uh, example. There are people that are rant and rave about things that, yeah, I strategically do, but it'll mean something to them. So I remember I had a client one time and, you know, I pride myself on being like an elite professional. And stuff. So I use a different kind of paper when I print up strategies and all that stuff, right? And people know this, but she was super excited and she ranted <laughs> about this paper. We were in the strategy session and she was caressing the paper like, thank, I'm so happy about this paper because usually when I get it, either A, I have to print it myself or B, I get it on, you know, like something to waste on that paper. But, you know, I printed it on car stock 
I put it in the nice thing, and she was like, yes. But she wouldn't tell 40,000 people about this paper. So much so that I met somebody else, and they were like, hey, such and such told me, and I was waiting to get my paper, right? So that's the small stuff that I'm talking about. Like, that doesn't take a lot. That's just knowing how to connect. What the paper does, though, the paper shows that I invest in myself so much so that I invest in even things that you don't think are important. Um, but I also wanted you to be able to have a strategy that you can write on that if you spilled your water, it wasn't going to like, so that says a lot by just using a different type of paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be all over the top. So if you don't have time for a strategy and all stuff, first, just learn how to connect with people. Use yourself as an example. Like, what things for you are like, yep, that's what I love. Again, go back to Chick-fil-A. That my pleasure. Oh, my, my I was just about to so say much. that my pleasure thing. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Bert, when everybody else say, have a nice day, thank you very much. Except that my pleasure makes you feel like they want to serve you. How many times do we go to fast food places and you be like, they hate being here. I hate coming here. I said, but my pleasure, yes, it is your pleasure to be able to serve me. Like, that's what, the, that's how you feel when you, it's simple. It's simple. Like, this is, it's simple. So, it, so keep it simple if you can't do all the other things, but really just tap into being a human. If you, if you, when I talk about how my ability to know how to connect with people in the emotional space, listen to all that stuff, it's worked out to my favor. That's just because I, I have empathy, first of all, but I'm also able to try to connect with people and make real emotional connections. So that's what I would say to someone who's like, I want to do this. Yeah, start there. Start with, and that's internal and external, right? People that, that work for you, there, there are ways to tap into that emotional connection for them as well vendors that work with you people that you contract with there are ways to tap into those things that'll make you different and then when you do that consistently you will start to see the payoffs that's that's it hey boo guess what round two of the selling on social media boot camp is officially open now's the time to stop stressing and start leveraging the power of social media it's time to learn how to use social media as a lead generation tool in your sales funnel if you need more leads if you're trying to attract new customers girl you need to be using social media so the selling on social media Bootcamp is designed to help eliminate the stress behind selling on social media and to empower you to confidently show up online and ultimately make sales the boot camp is going to start on july 8th for six weeks and we're going to talk about all all the things is I'm going to help you grow and make more money on social media. Here are some of the modules. We're going to be talking about your niche and understanding your target audience. We're going to talk about creating a marketing plan and a funnel. And we're even going to talk about creating content for your business. If you have any questions, the boot camp has the answers. P.S. One of my girls in round one got her first client 15 minutes after we talked. Another one of my boos made six sales in one week and another one booked her first dream client on her sales call. Are you ready for your success story on social media? Join the SOS Bootcamp. Head on over to she'sacreative.teachable.com. That's she'sacreative.teachable.com for all the details. I'll see you on July 8th. P.S. There's only 30 spots available, so go grab yours. But um, but you know what? I think that also with what you're talking about with the brand experience, it also does kind of boil down to like, like you said, relating and like 
making your customer feel comfortable. Like how yep. are they getting through this journey? And like, like, I mean, I just going back to that paper that you were talking about. And like when I was saying the, the business cards and stuff, like it's the little things, honestly, that we notice. like that whole, my pleasure thing, it does change the game. Like as far as like when, when I'm receiving some kind it of, does. so, okay. Yeah. That's like super cool. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about you working with the larger brands. So what All was right. it like working with like Kohl's and, and Fox News? Like, what was that like? And what made you decide like, okay, instead of working with them, I'm going to switch into, you know, being an entrepreneur or are you like still kind of contracting with them and, and working with smaller brands? Yeah. So, um, uh, first off again, I, I'm so big on people giving people credit and it'll make sense why I'm so big on giving. So I always, I always shout out Coase too, because, um, you know, I learned so much about business from Coase, but, but more so I learned so much about like life, people and myself, uh, through that time. And so that was a vital time in my life, like from 21 uh, to 28 years old, uh, 28 and a half, that's a vital time and so on. So I learned so much. And so, so much of who I am is attributed to, you know, the culture that was cold. And I say that because you, you can swing any kind of way on that culture. Like, that, that right. A lot of it is attributed to that, right? So you, you get what I'm saying. Um, and so, <laughs> and so, I was, you know, I was exposed to like tons of tactical information and systems and I was a part of this big staple brand, especially in Wisconsin. That's cold. That's where it comes. So like I, I was a part of it while I was going through a lot of stages of discovery within their experience. And so the role was rocky sometimes. It was based on some other factors beyond my control, like race, gender, age, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, but I was always able to like make an impact, but most importantly, I could see the results from my strategies and hard work while, while I was there. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with Fox and um, sports too, you know, they, they were in stages of discovery as well, competing with like the larger guys in terms of finding their unique position within the sport company. And so by design, as I told you, I've always been able to land with these uh, companies when they were going through stages that would really expose um, an area that I was able to tap into. Now, with all that that I just said, right, <laughs> I was on staff at all those companies. And while I was grateful to be there, and I, I know I deserved to be there, um, I knew that I deserved to be valued, and I, and I knew that I couldn't allow for companies to continue to use me in that light, right? So I became very limited in the people, brands, and all these things that I could work with because I was on staff there at those um, companies. And so my impact became limited, and, mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't have that. Because I am all about making an impact, whether you are talking to me for two minutes or, or 2,000 minutes, whatever. What I, I always want to make an impact. And every, whenever I feel like I'm becoming limited on my impact, it's time for me to get up out of there. Um, yes. And so I made the shift to entrepreneurship. But more so, when I talked about wanting to work with certain people and brands, there was a lot of restrictions in wanting to give small businesses is a shot right they when i'm working with these companies and i'm like no use this person use that do this brand blah, blah, blah. there was some things that weren't ironed out within these small businesses that i could see why they had a hiccup and although i'm like i know i can fix this there was some gaps so when i when i made the switch to entrepreneurship it was solely so that i can help small businesses entrepreneurs also be able to leverage learn and understand how the brand experience is important and focus on that end-to-end -end journey so that they can, can not only can, um, compete with these larger guys, the larger guys that I was coming from, 
but um, take some of that market share and ultimately grant, um, gain a pocket because that's what we're trying to do. But there was always like a lacking. So I was like, scratch all that. I'm not going to be limited. I'm going to create something that I'm able to make an impact, not necessarily under my terms, but in so many words, under my terms. So, so. so what does that look like for you now? So now that you've decided like, okay, bump that, I'm going to, I'm going to create a whole different thing. How have you, how have you been able to shift things to where you want them to be, but to also create that impact that you want? So now I've been able to move it to contracted contracts. So when I am working with the larger brands, that's why I tell you things will come full circle. When I am working with the larger brands, they have hired me as a contractor to do. So it's come full circle. When I told you they invested in people and they found people that could do that, it's the same thing. They're willing to work with me, but it's under my brands. It's under my term. It's using the, uh, you know, the people that I have on my staff or I contract to be able to deliver these things. And it just gives me the freedom to be able to impact lots of businesses than being limited to, you know, certain businesses. So and now I'm still able to work with all these same people. Um, they're just contracted with for experience now versus me being on their staff. So that's what it looks like now. It's just you move the way that you do business with them, but you still get the opportunity to do business with them and a whole host of other brands. So That is the bomb. That is yeah, so awesome. I know, right? It came back around full circle. <laughs> Your experience yeah, but, with those larger yeah. businesses. Yeah you come back around like this yeah oh girl yes. you gotta be patient you gotta be patient i tell you, you gotta be consistent and you gotta be patient, patient. Through, through all of it you gotta be consistent and patient and it'll come back it'll come back now it took it took 13 years but it came back though. it came back yeah. It came back. yeah i mean in the grand scheme of things though it's really not that like now you have the freedom that you wanted mm -hmm. and if you would have climbed through the ranks of corporate america it would still take you just as long like at least now you're yes on your own terms yeah, you get it. You know, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Yes, I'm here yep. for all of that. <laughs> all of that. Wow. So do you still take on some of the small business clients? So I do, you know, I set aside, so I, I take a certain amount of people like every quarter, obviously, but I set aside like 65% of that time for small businesses by design. I want us to be there, we can all win. We just gotta win the right way. So in order for us to get some of that. So I, I set aside 65% of that to be able, I've turned down some pretty hefty contracts just because the impact is greater. Like if I, I connect with people, right? I told you mm -hmm. I'm able to connect. So if, if you're a small business and, and I can see it and I know that it's just going to help with our guidance and it's transforming all that, then I'm going to take that client over uh, the bigger guys that are just, you know, monetary things. So that's not yeah. what I'm about. I'm about where can I make the greatest impact. So yeah, so I just, I set aside 65% of working with uh, small businesses solely. Like that's what I'm trying to do. Gotcha. Because uh, yeah. we need it. I'm trying to change the narrative. I want us to all think about end-to-end -end journey. So I, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I'm capturing them right in the beginning, right in the early stages. So yeah. I love that. That is so perfect. So my last question that I have for you, I, I know we've had a great dialogue. I love like just kind of digging more into this. And you've talked about the, um, the consistency and, um, and the patience, but do you have any other tips to um, help people create a memorable brand? Maybe like one or two other tips. 
Yeah. So I'm going to um, circle back again to that, that real connection. So it's extremely important. So that's the basis of not only your brand experience, but that experiential marketing that I talked about, right? So even the most rational human being, we're still influenced by our emotions. And the, the problem is most people shy away from the word emotional or emotions because they attach it to like a negative connotation, right? But it's not. So like trust, joy, awe, surprise, interested, excited, all of those kind of things are also emotions, but we forget mm. when we say emotional and emotions to think about those positive ones as well. So again, stop looking at people as consumers or just users or whatever and start looking at them as what we are, which are humans. And, you know, humans connect emotionally. And once you are able to tap into those emotions, whatever they may be, uh, you can get humans to do what you want them to do or feel based on the emotions your experience evokes, right? So that means you can get them to make a purchase, support, support you, work with you, work for you, share your service, all of those things. Once you're able to uncover what emotions your brand want to invoke out of your brand experience. And then show them in experiential marketing. So, so that's that's key to making a creating a memorable brand experience. So first, go, it's always going to be consistent. I already ranted about that earlier. <laughs> um, uh, being proof of promise—that's what that is. Um, and then I'll say, like, second again, create that real emotional connection. And again, I talked about uh, keeping it simple. I'll still have to go back to these. I tell everybody, like, these—the things that I'm telling you, you might have thought I was going to come up with all these strategic I said, mm -mm. I am telling you ways to tap if you overload people right sometimes we have these events or experience is always a term everybody attached to everything and that's a whole nother rant we'll say for a different day um, <laughs> on how just attaching the word experience to something doesn't mean it's experience but anyway you could have they want to call it you could do too much and it actually does the opposite effect for your brand because brand we're human so going back to human connections and how people and experiential learning and a bunch of other stuff for another day um, you'll overload them and it'll do the opposite they probably won't even be able to remember some of it and you spent so much time and money and you thought that was what was going to happen and no it was, could have been something as simple as um if you're having a conference right provide them a massage conferences are all day wouldn't it be nice if in between that conference whenever you feel like you needed a break you'll be able to tap and then go get a quick five minute massage like during the conference that you're able to come back in and join in not not at a designated time i set for breaking but if at any time I, it was set up and i'm like oh let me tap this because they gave me a link i can go get a massage right it's something really simple not over the top you don't even have to promote that but that's a stickler, right? You created something for them to rant about. It's something simple. It's meaningful. And it's within your experience, right? It isn't, it wasn't the um, hashtag that you gave me. It wasn't the you know, photo booth. It wasn't, it was something that was practical or real. Right. Keep it simple and don't overthink it. Like, <laughs> that's it. I love those, all those tips were really good. But yes, yeah, so I love how you mentioned, how you mentioned and kind of go back to the whole keeping it simple. Um, yeah. Because I, I do find that like, um, when I think that people have a tendency to like word vomit, you know, where you're mm -hmm. like, trying to set like you just give out so much information that like people really don't need to know people. I mean, really, all of us are emotional buyers. Like, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, like first, if you can tap into our emotions, then we we justify our purchase with logic. So don't Absolutely. don't word vomit me until after I've connected with it, because I don't yes. care until I've connected. So uh, <laughs> I think that like you've just summed this up all so perfectly. I I just 
Man, this is yep. <laughs> That's exactly. That's exactly. You get it. That's what I'm saying. You get it. You understand it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> so really quick, on each episode, I like to do a rapid fire round. So I'm just going to ask you five quick questions, and you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? Yep. Okay, side note, I love your accent. I wish I was more like Southern. I don't have a draw that's as strong as yours, but it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love yours. I love I love, I always say like, oh, I love the way she talks. Like, this is <laughs> I know. I just been sitting here listening like, oh my goodness. Like, I want to sound like that. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, let me start the questions now. Ready? Okay. Question number one. When is the last time you made your red? This is terrible. Uh, yesterday? I didn't do it today. <laughs> oh, goodness, girl. The last time I made my bed was like, I can't even remember. So... I know, and this is it's terrible because the kids usually make it for me. I know, and it seems like I don't make them. Like, I'm not that mama. But they be trying to be nice and do it. I don't do it. That's such a great perk to a kid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. Okay, question number two. What is a non-negotiable in your life? Ooh. My diet. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, you did say you were vegetarian. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was like, yeah. That's what I was like. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Now, yeah, my diet is so trash that, I mean, that's definitely a non <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question number three. What time do you wake up in the morning? I wake up at 5.45. Ooh, no, ma'am. Okay. I, you know what? I got some kids. I told you. I got, oh, if I had to take my kids. So I got one. She get her license pretty soon, so I won't be up at five forty-five because they can just drive to school themselves. I'm only up because they have to go to school. They have to go to school. Okay, okay. Well, that's different. <laughs> uh, no, that's different. So I'm not. I'm not one of those. You got to be up early on the grind. I don't do that because no, that's, I'm not that. I'm up because of school. I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So what is your go th- go to thing to do when you're stressed? Run. I'm a runner. Oh, really? Look at you. Not negotiable is your diet, and then you get stressed <laughs> and you run. Well, I'll yep. be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And you wake up at 545. I know. <laughs> like, what in the world? <laughs> okay, this is the last question. This is one that I ask everybody on the show. It okay. is, what does it mean to you to be a female creative or a female entrepreneur? It means freedom to me. Uh, we are restricted by so many things by being female by being entrepreneurs you combine that together uh, but there is so much power in being a female entrepreneur and creative so it it really means freedom to me I love that yes it means the same thing to me as well Mm -hmm. thank you for that so tell us really quick how can we keep up with you where can we follow you if we want to work with you how can we do all that yeah. All right. So you can follow, um, cause I'm about to rattle off a bunch of things. Most times people forget cause I understand that, but just know you can all find all that info on brandsperience.com. So B-R-A-N-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. All of this that I'm about to say is also listed there as well. So we are on um, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all at Brandsperience. Or you can email us at info at brandsperience.com or we have a podcast where we're always talking about experiences. So you can hear these rants every couple of weeks from me. It's the Brand Experiencer podcast and that's on all of the streaming um, networks. And then if you want to connect with me personally, so same, I can be reached at teju at brandsperience.com or I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn all at teju again, teju um, aluko. 
And again, as I just said, if you forget all that that I just said, it's on brandexperience.com. If you're ready to work with us, it's on there. You can click that and get ready to get started. Um, it's also in the links in the bios of all of those social sites. Um, if you want to start working with us, um, but really you can jump in the DM or whatever you need to do to find me. Um, that's, that's where we're, we're everywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right now. So now we know where to find you. Thank you. So much. <laughs> Thank you I really, so much. You're looking up um, your podcast. I just described your podcast. I'll be listening to that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm always down for a new podcast. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Well, Tasia, thank you so, so very much for coming on and just talking to us a little bit about our brand experience. I mean, I really hope this enlightened a few people. It definitely enlightened me. Um, and I'm excited about trying to implement a few of these things, even if it's just like small, simple tweaks. Yeah. Thank you so much for that guidance. And I will talk to you another time. <laughs> thank you so much for this opportunity. Keep keep doing what you're doing. We need, keep keep going. We need you. We need your energy. We need all this. We need ah, all this. Yes. Keep going. Thanks. Keep going. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.